guys, you are in for a treat this week. I have another bonus episode for the Business Bites Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Branke. If you are new to Business Bites Podcast, this is typically a weekly podcast with short format, either solo cast of me teaching you guys, sharing about my experiences, or interviews with industry experts. However, during COVID-19, we are bringing you lots of different information. And this week, I'm excited that my CPA has provided the most recent update, the June 4th, 2020 update for the Paycheck Protection Program or PPP under the CARES Act. I'm going to be linking this on our regular COVID landing page, rachelbranke.com forward slash COVID. Has all the other COVID specific episodes that are numbered episodes, as well as these bonus ones that I am putting out to you guys. So make sure you head over to that page to check it out. Also, side note, don't forget that my law firm, Eden Law, is offering $500 off trademark applications through the end of June. So June 30th, 2020, eden-law.com. We are doing this to help you guys while you have some time, save some money, protect your brand. So this episode, I'm not going to be interviewing Andrew in the um, sake of efficiency. I'm going to have him present it all to you. All links and everything for him is going to also be on the landing page for this episode. So you guys can go to rachelbranke.com forward slash COVID, click through to this episode and all that information will be there. And if you guys have any questions at all, please don't forget that you can jump into the Business Bites podcast Facebook group, as well as following me, Rachel Branke, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places, all the socials. I am sharing the most up-to-date information. Twitter is probably gonna be your best bet, but always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and we'll help you. So I'll let Andrew take it away. Welcome to the Business Bites Podcast, the podcast for busy entrepreneurs. Whether you're an online entrepreneur or seeking after brick and mortar success, this podcast brings you quick bites of content so you can learn and grow anywhere you are. Now here's your host, Rachel Brainkey. Hey everyone, this is Andrew Jordan with Jordan CPA Services. Uh, this video is about the latest news on the Paycheck Protection Loan Forgiveness. So this is as of June 4th because Congress has just passed and the president is expected to sign some major changes to the forgiveness piece of this program. So with that said, let's dive into it and I want to tell you what all those changes are. Before we do though, there's a couple things I do want to say. One is that this is not tax or legal advice. You definitely need to be talking with your own tax advisor about this. So keep that in mind. And also this information is current as of June 4th. We know things will change and I'll talk about some things I think might change later on, but for sure things will change. With that said, here's what changed. So the biggest news, and this is really good news. Actually, all of this is really good news because what they've done is they've loosened things up. Uh, so you used to have eight weeks and whatever you use during the eight-week period, that's what would determine how much got forgiven. And if you didn't use up enough in the eight-week period, all of the PPP would not be forgiven for you. So they've extended that from eight weeks to a much more generous 24 weeks. Um, 24 weeks, unless you are still not operational for most of that time, 24 weeks is going to allow most people to get full forgiveness, uh, which is my understanding is that that's kind of their intent. Another thing they've loosened up is used to be you could only use up to 25% of the PPP expenses for forgiveness purposes on things like rent, mortgage interest, and utilities. They've loosened that up, so now instead of 25%, it's up to 40%. So again, this is just going to even more ensure, even if you maybe didn't have as much payroll because you were still really down, even during the whole 24-week period, you can still get more of it forgiven. Uh, 
Um, another thing is if you decrease your full-time equivalent. So this was kind of the thing where even if you spent all the money, right, on qualifying things like payroll or some combination, payroll, rent, etc., you could still not get it all forgiven. There's two ways that could happen, two haircuts as I think of them. One is if you decrease pay rates, so that's like you give everyone a pay cut um, to kind of make it through, or if you reduce full-time equivalents. You did either one of those things, and even if you spent all the money during the right period on qualifying expenses, you might not get it all forgiven. So uh, used to be you had until June 30th to restore your full-time headcount. Now they've loosened that up. You have until December 31st. I will also say with all of this, great, we have these new rules. The devil's in the detail. And, and just like on the original program, there's a whole lot of details of exactly like how this is going to work in practice. But kind of from a big picture view, this is good news. So <clears throat> especially this is this one is going to help people who maybe weren't fully operational by June 30th and we're looking at maybe having to hire people back even though they didn't need them yet this means they have now until December 31st to do that a couple other things um, there's some FAQs that came out like a couple weeks ago that said I know we said you have to restore your full-time equivalent to exactly what it was well if someone quits then we're not going to count that against you. Or if you had to fire someone for good cause, like we're not going to count that against you. And there are a couple other ones too, which was really good news. Like that's very fair. Until then, people were thinking, man, even if I, have to, I had to fire someone, I'm going to have to immediately rehire someone for that position just so I could make the, you know, the forgiveness piece work. That's no longer the case. So this is that was good news then. This is even taking a step further. Again, exactly what is meant by some of this stuff is kind of fuzzy for me, but this is uh, now if you can't find qualified employees by the timeline, um, again, what exactly that means, I'd make sure I have it really well documented. You're searching for people. Um, or if you can't restore business operations to their February 15th levels because of coronavirus, um, and I, I say here, you may get an exception to that having to restore the full-time equivalent. I'd want to see a lot more details of exactly how they're using this, but you can see the overall intent of all of this is basically, yeah, everyone's going to get full forgiveness. Like we're, we're liberalizing every piece of it, right? Um, I'm sure there'll be a few people who won't get forgiveness, but that will absolutely be the exception, not the rule. Uh, another thing is, even if you don't get it all forgiven, they've made that better. So now, instead of having to repay it over two years, which was a really short timeline, it's now repaid over five years. It's still at 1% interest, so that's that's good news. Um, and you can now delay, uh, you don't get it forgiven, so don't be confused with that. But you can do PPP and also delay paying your payroll taxes before you could not do both. Um, I personally don't like this. I wish they wouldn't have even made this an option because I think it's going to get a lot of people in trouble. Don't not pay your payroll taxes. That's my advice. Um, or if you're going to not do that, I'd be working really, really closely with the CPA who is really carefully guiding you through that because that's a really advanced thing to do. You could get in a lot of trouble uh, with that. You can get in um, a really bad place. So be careful with that one. Um, the other thing is, there are some new options. These will absolutely be for people in like really hedge cases, really unusual situations that it might benefit. But there are a bunch of now like new options and you can elect to have the eight week period still count instead of the longer period. And there's um, you know, most people that's not something that would make sense for them, but there's probably some cases where it would. And so if you are especially a larger company or you got a larger PPP and uh, you think things are more complicated for you, talk now to a CPA. Just have that initial conversation with them. 
uh, if you haven't already, which hopefully you have, but if you haven't, like make sure you're in communication with them right now about this stuff uh, because there are some more complicated things. All that being said, if you have a pretty straightforward one, like you haven't decreased headcount, you haven't done a pay cut, um, and you are going to for sure use all of it on payroll because you've still been operating, like you're the easiest case that should be smooth sailing. If you've had to get creative and, and cut a lot of positions and suspend them and those kind of things, that's when you really especially need to be talking with a CPA. Um, personally, I think everyone should right now. I think it's just too big of a risk. There's too many dollars at stake to lose out a bunch of forgiveness money because of some stupid technicality you weren't aware of. So the, the program has not unfortunately gotten any simpler. It's gotten more liberalized, which is good. It's gotten easier to qualify for full forgiveness, but it's not really gotten simpler. Uh, so what else could change? These are things that have been discussed. Um, so automatic forgiveness under a certain amount, the American Bankers Association, their professional body has asked for forgiveness to be automatic. Any loans under 150,000, who knows if that'll happen or not. Um, but that would save a ton of hassle, a ton of paperwork for a, a lot of people, including the bankers, right? Having to try and review all this would be good for everyone. Um, another thing that could happen is at least have a simplified application. Maybe uh, if you're under a certain amount, have like a one pager instead of the 11 page application. That would be really nice. And so those things could happen. They haven't happened yet, but they might happen because the, the thing that they haven't done with this change that you know, I wish they would have done is they have not made it any simpler. They've they've made it, as I said, easier to get the, the money all used in the right way and easier to meet some exceptions. But adding exceptions adds complexity. Like it's good news. And, and don't hear me say that it's not. I'm glad they did it. But I really wish that they would just say, man, we're going to make it simple for people because now they've added more more honestly rules to it and they've just added some more complexity to an already really complicated thing to figure out if you meet these new exceptions um, the other thing i want to say is just a reminder of how this program works the idea was when it was eight weeks so now it's 24 weeks at the end of that period you're going to have 60 more days to fill out the application so if you're stressing right now and thinking oh man, you know, I really need to get on this. I really need to pay attention to it. Like I wouldn't, I'm telling my clients not to. Again, today's June 4th, uh, in most cases. Now, if you've got one of the more complicated ones, again, you need to be talking to your CPA right away. I think everyone should be talking to their CPA about this, but I wouldn't be trying to fill out the application yet. That's the part I'm talking about. I wouldn't stress about that. I'd give it a couple more weeks and see what else changes, right? I wouldn't, feel good about having everything gathered to fill out the application and, and spend hours when your business really needs you doing other things and then come to find out they simplify the application or just forgive you entirely, right? So don't do that. You need to be keeping good records anyway, but you already knew that for your business. So just continue keeping good records, be in contact with your CPA about your situation, and then you know give it a couple, three weeks and see what else changes before you spend any real time on the application. Uh, I do have a reference here. I am a big fan. There's a lot of articles out there, so you can Google and find uh, all sorts of things. Journal of Accountancy does a, a really good job of being exhaustive, um, being more complete than a lot of the uh, other sources are. The other one, I don't have it on here, but the American Institute of CPA, so AICPA, 
they have a great FAQ on all of the CARES Act stuff. And so it's it's really good. They are kind of the experts on this. And so you can go there and see their FAQ particularly very quickly updated. So anyway, again, this is Andrew Jordan with Jordan CPA Services. If you got a PPP loan, this is good news across the board as far as making it more likely you're going to get forgiveness. It is not good news in that it didn't make anything more simple. And in fact, they probably just made it a little bit more complicated. But I am hopeful that they will address that complications um, in the next couple weeks. So that's the update. That's as of June 4th. You guys go out there and make the best decisions for your businesses. Thank you, Andrew, for all that information. You guys can find Jordan CPA Services at jordancpaservices.com. Also at rachelbrinke.com forward slash COVID will be this podcast linking everything. And I look forward to you guys continuing through this process of PPP. Keep up to date with Business Bites. Make sure you subscribe, get on our email list because we're going to be pushing out the most up-to-date information that we can to help you keep your business protected. Thanks for joining Rachel on this episode of the Business Bites. For show notes, a list of recommended tools, or referenced episodes, you can find them at businessbytespodcast.com. Until next time.